Welcome to Holland, a podcast to share stories of unexpected blessings and struggles with being a mom to an extraordinary kid or kids. I'm your host, Abby Character. I always say everyone has a story. Four years ago, with the birth of my superhero, I began hearing the stories of other moms who were walking similar paths as us. And those stories have blessed me in so many ways. It's my hope that by sharing these stories that other moms can be uplifted, encouraged, and strengthened in their faith and this journey of special needs. My special guest is Rebecca Peace. She's been married to Kevin for six years, and they have three beautiful and amazing children, two girls and one boy. Celie and Charlie are their daughters, and cute little 11-month-old Cole is their son. So today we're going to start out um, doing a new thing with icebreaker questions, and I've got a few that I'm going to ask, and then we'll get through some rapid-fire ones and start talking about your story. Sound good? Awesome. Okay. You have to sing karaoke, so what song do you pick? Um, I don't sing karaoke, so I think I would be in the closet hiding. That is like one of my worst nightmares is getting up on stage and singing karaoke. Seriously, that's what my nightmares are made out of. So what song do you sing in the shower then? Do people sing in the shower? Some people do. What song do you sing? Like what song is like your song? Like it comes on the radio and you crank it up in the car and you have to yell it. Like mine is um, Fight Song. I love that song. Yeah. That's what um, I Probably the hot dog song from Mickey Mouse. Because that's what my life is full <laughs> of right now. <laughs> hot dog song. Okay. So what's one dessert you could eat all day? Briar's Coffee Ice Cream and Ghirardelli Brownies together. Oh, that sounds good. Hot. Yes, hot. Hot brownie, brownies. cold ice cream. What was the worst haircut you ever had? When I asked for bangs. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Terrible. I will never ask for bangs again. Is that like the early 2000s? Because you're way younger than me. Well, actually, last year, I thought I was oh. going to try it. Again, like, just try some little small wispy bangs. And um, it turned out to be not wonderful. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Traveler or homebody? Both. Really? Mm-hmm. What's like the fe- best place you you guys have traveled? Or you've traveled as a married couple, or just in general? What place have you like? Mm-hmm. I could go back there again and again. Yellowstone National Park. Ooh, I want to go there. Yes. Book reader or Netflix binger? Both. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm technically an extroverted introvert. Yes, yeah, I am. I'm described. So I love to sit at home and watch Netflix, but um, I also could totally find a really good book and sit down and read yeah as far as traveling or being at home like i love to be out and travel you know like in little bits of time and then i like i'm so excited to come home yeah i get it so what's the latest book that you read that you loved when god doesn't fix it oh this is my favorite you know that i didn't give it to you i give that to all the moms i meet that are new new into this world i love that book it's really good i passed it on to another friend who another mom yeah needed it yes i'm reading trusting god right now by jerry bridges which is really good too okay i will make note of that right now it's really good (laughs) um uh, cat person or dog person dog yeah mountains or beach beach morning person or night owl night okay i knew some of these because we were neighbors for a little while but i was gonna ask them so tell me a little bit about yourself and about your story um and your superhero 
Yes. That took you to Holland, I guess. Yes. So um, I love that story, by the way. Uh, welcome to Holland. That was actually one of the stories that we read right after Cole was born. Um, and I, it has been circulating through my other friends whose children are in the same situation. So it's one of those stories that we come back to all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now it's just kind of like a little blurb. Like when someone's having a bad day, we can just say, don't forget, we're in Holland. Yeah. And um, so um, let's see. We... Got pregnant with Cole, um, our third child, and at our 20-week ultrasound, we're told that something was not quite right, and um, I'll just try to keep it short. Um, You don't have to. Okay, so... If it's too long, we'll just edit it down. Okay. (laughs) So, um, let's see. We were sent down to um, Augusta University to get an ultrasound with a specialist, and they said... um, So, I also went by myself because I thought I was just going... They had kind of told me, like, not really a big deal. Like, um, his measurements are just a little bit off, but, like, only by two weeks. This is, like, really no big deal. And Mm -hmm. I was even told, we just need to cross our T's and dot our I's just as, you know, a precaution. So I dropped my girls off at my mother's house. I went down to this appointment by myself, like, just get this little quickie ultrasound so I can be on my way. And um, I was told that Cole um, had osteogenesis imperfecta and that it was type 2 um, and that he was not going to survive after birth so that I would carry him to term and that he was going to pass soon after birth. So... Um, after I collected myself, um, my brain just started, you know, spinning, 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 thinking like, I think they have the wrong patient. There's no way this is happening to me. I have two perfect, healthy children. Um, you know, I think they made a mistake. So then I, my shock and sadness kind of turned to, um, like disbelief and I'm just not going to accept this information. Mm-hmm. So then I actually was not emotional about it at all because I just knew they were wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that was probably my defense against the whole thing. Um, so let's see. Um, went in about, I think it was 10 days after that to actually s- sit down with a specialist and talk to him about what was going on. And that doctor was a different doctor that I saw for the ultrasound and he basically had a completely different attitude and he said we do think something's wrong we don't know exactly what um we um that OI is a possibility um but so is this and this and we're not really sure we need you know more information um and then his attitude turned into um I can't wait to see his eyes if he does have OI they're going to be the prettiest blue eyes and he's going to have blue sclera and I just can't wait to see them and he just flipped a switch for me because he made me feel like even if something's not perfect, you know, if he's not this perfect baby that I thought I had, you know, had that that was like exciting and okay. And it was all going to be okay. So of course I kept that doctor. (laughs) And, um, anyway, so when Cole was born, um, we knew that his limbs were, shorter and we knew that they were curved but we did not know that they were fragile Mm -hmm. um, because no um, there was only one broken bone that was picked up in an ultrasound and that was when I had um, an ECV where they flipped coal like right at 38 weeks or so because he was breached that broke his femur so that was kind of the first indication that we had that maybe his bones were more fragile than we thought they were Mm -hmm. and then when he was actually born um, he actually had 12 broken bones um, that were in some form of healing and he's had three broken bones since um, which is actually remarkable so 
we were expecting him to have a lot more breaks than he's had. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so our life is um, learning, kind of relearning how to take care of a baby and how to change a diaper and how to feed. And in the beginning, it was how do you nurse a baby with 12 broken bones and um, how to hold him, how to get him in and out of his car seat, how, how to, to put see, clothes on him. Yes. Clothes were a huge thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he ended up living kind of in a diaper for the first couple of weeks because we just weren't quite sure how to handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we've learned a ton in the 11 months that we've had him. And um, at this point, our attitude is um, acceptance. I think we've gotten to that point where we, it just is what it is. And I'm, I, we feel blessed that we, were given Cole and that we were chosen to be his parents. I think that's one comfort that we have is that God trusted us enough to be his parents. Mm -hmm. That's cool. All right. Am I going to (laughs) cry? I am, but I'm not. I'm going to try not to. Anyways, I just love hearing stuff like that. I mean, because I know people look at him and if they see him with something on, oh, poor Cole, poor Mm -hmm. you, poor you parents. And um, that's the looks and the things that we got with Emmy when she was in her halo. Oh, poor, poor you. And I love the attitude that we're blessed. We get this amazing kid to grow up and watch grow up and try to help raise and, and the Lord. So that's really cool. What has been the biggest challenge of having Cole? Hmm. We get to the hard stuff first, so we have to talk about the joyous stuff. Yeah, for me, it's um, in the beginning. It was it was just the logistics of it all, like just what we talked about before, like just how to do this, how to do that, you know. Yeah. And especially having, to, you know, our girls are only four and three, so we just did this. I just like I feel like I just figured this out, you know, right. with my first two kids. I'm like, this should be a breeze now. He's my third. Yeah. Um, and really had to like scratch everything I knew and mm-hmm. relearn. So, so at the beginning it was logistical. And now I think my challenge is more fear and, um, anxiety. So because he's fragile, um, every situation we're in is, slightly nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, so if we're in a public place, we deal with people wanting to tickle his toes and hold his hand and, Mm -hmm. um, put pressure on his ribs by tickling. And, um, we deal with uh, siblings, um, a dog in the house and family members who want to hold him and friends Mm -hmm. who want to hold him. Um, and anyway, so it's at this point, it's just trying to calm myself. Mm Mm-hmm all the time and telling myself to breathe and to and to um protect him but then on the other hand not live in fear not let the right. fear control in yeah. the situation yeah and that's the hardest thing to do because you and I, I don't know if you've dealt with this you have to turn your brain on to a different like a higher alert because you, yes. you have two kids who don't have you don't have to worry about and the biggest thing you worry about is making sure they don't run out in traffic or something that's really it's a big thing but not that big right um, and so you have to remind yourself oh we need to think about this stuff we have to really concentrate on this like with Emmy right now we have to really focus on germs and not letting her get sick because she could potentially have to go to the ER. And so you have to really hyper. Mm -hmm. We're always, we always say we're the parents that say I've seen bluer and with, with Emmy, we can't. And so I think, I don't know, you guys seem like y'all are that kind of parents that you're a little bit more chill. So you're having to be a little more protective, but again, like you said, not overprotective, not 
forcing him into this big giant bubble, which right. would make life so much easier for you. Right. <laughs> if we could just stick him in a bubble and say, you're fine. You're yes. not going to be anything. And I want him to know that he's different. I mean, obviously he's going to know he's different, but that I, I don't want that to like define him. No. You know, so I feel like it's our responsibility to, you know, not be so hyper, uh, what's the right word? Paranoid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That like we, it's okay to be cautious, but not to be paranoid and mm-hmm. not to tell him no all the time, you yeah. know, and to like, let him try and let him learn. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Broken bones heal. That's one of the things that OI parents say like is that. that broken bones heal. Um, but you know, a crushed spirit takes a little longer to heal. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So. That's really good. Um, it's like you've been doing this for years talking to you. I love it. I love it. What has been a big blessing mm. or you can give me the biggest or a big, cause I know if like with, for us, there's lots of big blessings. You can't yeah. really just narrow it down. So pick one. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually, um, was thinking about this and I wrote down lots of things, um, like all the obvious, our church family and our, you know, our family, all my family lives here. Um, and Kevin's family has been supportive from Texas as much as they can. Um, but then when I went through all this big long list, it was like, everything just came back to Cole. Like the, mm-hmm. my, you know, I think who Kevin and I are as parents now is so different than it was. And I can only thank Cole for that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a beautiful kid. Y'all, he does have the, the prettiest blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And he's really cute. He also has a pretty, um, contagious smile. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> what has God taught you so far in this journey? So God has taught me to slow down. Um, physically to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think treasuring every little thing. I just think that every moment is so sweet and so precious. And especially after being told that your baby is not going to live, you know, and yeah. grappling with that mindset. Um, and then, um, it being offered to abort him was another thing that was said to us. Um, and I think once you've, once you've, can not considered that, but when you've had people say those things out loud to you, um, and then now that we have him and he's so perfect, um, it just makes me like everything he does is a big deal. Like him sitting up is a big deal. And I love watching him clap and learn and learn sign language and learn like everything is just so sweet. Um, and I think when, with my other kids, it was kind of like, I needed to like, like, yes, that's sweet, but like, I need to do the dishwasher and like, yes, that's, that's wonderful, honey. And like, now I need to fold laundry. Um, but I think with Cole, I think I've just learned to just slow down. Yeah. Have you heard that song, the small moments that JJ, I think it's called small moments. The one I talked about in the first one. Yes. About, um, Yeah. Heartbeat song. I'm telling you that song, y'all. JJ Heller, she is a great storyteller. That song in your hands, um, are are two songs from her that just have have really touched my heart. So I always think about that. Yeah, and, and it's true. I mean, this, Emmy does the same thing. You have to stop. You have to. You you don't have to, but you want to. Right. You want to experience every little tiny thing they do. How has your faith grown or changed? since he's been born. Yeah. So I am still battling the why of it all. Um, and you know, why would God allow a baby to be in pain, um, or to have broken bones? And like, why does this exist? Why does that why exist? Mm -hmm. Um, and I, 
so that's just my honest truth. And I can say all the right things that, you know, I don't have the answers and mm-hmm. I don't have to understand this right now. And good comes up from everything. And, right. you know, but I think if I were being totally brutally honest, I still grapple with the why. Yeah. Um, however, um, I do know that Cole has a purpose. And so I think when I start to doubt God's intentions and why, why were we chosen to be his parents and why does Cole have to deal with broken bones and pain? Um, I just come back to this all has a purpose and I, and I can see already the people that he's affected and the, you know, I mean, I've heard from people all over the country who have caught a hold of Cole's story through somebody. And, Mm -hmm. um, so if nothing else, like I know he's touching people and I know he, you know, is having a positive impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it all comes back to two when we went to the Anchored Souls conference. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that they said was to embrace your story. And I say that to myself all the time. <laughs> yes. Like when I'm having a bad day or struggling or, you know, or fear and anxiety are getting the best of me. I just keep saying like, this is my story. It is our story. And right. This is Cole's story. And, um, and so we're going to embrace it. Yeah. I think, um, because a lot of people go through trials that are different than having a kid that is special that they think, uh, you know, I will, it'll just get better and it'll get better and it'll get better. And I heard Catherine Wolf talk about, we talked about a little bit before we started, who um, is a brainstem stroke survivor. And she, she said, you know, people look at, at things like this as a detour, but what if it's not a detour? What if this is just part of your story? Mm-hmm. And this is part of the way that God is glorifying himself through you and through your kids. And that's, and I was like, yes, that is exactly what it is. This is not just something that's going to be fixed with Emmy. It's not something mm-hmm. that calls, this is his life. This is right. part of his life, not his life all only, but it's just part of his story. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I was, I really enjoyed hearing her speak too, too, and agree. You do have to embrace it and realize that. But I think too, um, in your faith, as you're walking your faith and it's growing and it's changing and you go through difficult times, especially with your kids. I know I have just cried to God and told him I was mad because that was one of the things I told him when I knew that Emmy had NF was just don't let her be in pain. Uh, I just begged him to please don't let her hurt. And then when she did, I sat down and, and fussed at him. I said, I'm mad at you. I don't like what you did. And at those moments when I cried out to him and told him I was mad, I said, but I know you're good. And I know you have a purpose for this. And I could feel his arms. I'm sorry. (laughs) I could feel his arms wrap around me to tell me that this, this is, there is a reason and there is a purpose and I am here and I know you're mad, but I still love you. Mm -hmm. And I, I still love her and I have a reason for everything you are going through. Just hang on. (laughs) So, um, that, that's, that's an important thing to, I think to recognize when you, when you grow, because you are growing in your faith. And I think that having a kid, um, like Cole or Emmy, you have, you grow so, so fast and so much. Sometimes you have these places where you're like, Oh my goodness, I can't. And then he just, he helps you and he strengthens you and you see him in every little thing that, that, um, I lost my train of thought, <laughs> but I just, I feel like that that's, that's a place where 
where you come to when you question it, but you have to be willing to say, to say, why God, and you have to be willing to question it, but also to come back to his word and know that he says, this is why this is for my glory. So bringing to that, what in his word, what verse or verses have carried you over this journey? Okay, so my favorite verse is Joshua 1 9. And I actually I have this um, on a giant um, framed canvas and mm-hmm. it actually sits over Cole's changing table. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> um, and um, so this is not my favorite version, but I just pulled it up on my phone quick. Um, it just says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And um, when we are treating Cole, when he has a broken bone, we put him on his changing table. Um, just because it's a place where Kevin and I can get on either side of the changing table and we can get his limb splinted. Uh-huh. And, um, and so I wanted that to be right there because it just is a constant you know, reminder that... Yes, this is scary. Like, it's scary to... One thing I didn't mention was that we splint coal at home. So, we don't go to the ER. We... um it's actually pretty calm. <laughs> yeah. um, the first one was not super calm, but um, but we've learned. And um, so we just turn, um, we can turn on music or whatever and get him calm. And um, and Kevin and I just have the materials at home to, to cast his leg or yeah. his arm. And um, so anyway, so I love that verse because it just centers me in the storm of splinting a baby's broken bone. Right. Yeah. Somewhere you never expected to be. Right. And you can look at God's word and and know. And he is. He's right there with you wherever, whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through. And that's um, something that's always a constant reminder that God never, God never not knew that Cole right. was going to be in your family. Yeah. That was written way before you even thought about having a Cole, mm-hmm. that that's what he gave you. And he give, he gives you this blessing and he gives you the grace to carry on and to find the joy right. in having him. What do you do to breathe? What do you do to relax? Okay, so I am still learning this. Yeah. <laughs> practice. Because your daughters, I didn't mention this either. Your girls are... 14 months apart. 14 months apart. Y'all know that's close, especially if you have more than one. Yes. And yeah. it is work. Yes. And we so. actually moved from uh, my hometown to D.C. when Cecilia was two weeks old. Right. So I kind of went into, um, I don't know, autopilot, I guess, mm-hmm. because I was not only taken from my family in my hometown, but I was kind of plopped in the middle of this place I didn't know. Um, and Kevin went back to work like right after we moved there. And so I had this newborn baby. I was brand new mom, had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then five months later, we got pregnant with Charlie. <laughs> so um, I think I just got used to doing everything myself because mm-hmm. there was you know, I didn't have the family and stuff close by. So when we moved back home um, and had Cole, I um, now I feel super spoiled because I have family that can help me yeah. and they help me so much. Um, so one thing that I have started is um, my mom and I take a trip to Greenville, South Carolina um, every year and we do it in the fall um, and we go for a weekend. And actually when we went last year, it was the first time I had ever spent a, a night away from Cecilia other than having Charlie in the hospital 
in four years. Yeah. So um, to say that I needed to get away was like a total understatement. Um, anyway, so then we had so much fun that weekend and I felt I, I realized the need for that to just remove myself from mm-hmm. the house. Um, that That is now we have got, we went on our second one this past fall and I okay. told her we will be doing this every year. Yeah. Um, other than that, it is just, um, for me, it is physically getting out of the house. Yeah. Um, because I feel like you can kind of get trapped. And I have called my house a prison before, which is terrible to say, but that is when you, you get in that. Like yes. When you feel like you're kind of getting drowned in this, you know, cycle of laundry and diapers and feedings and, you know, et cetera. Um, it is nice to just get away. So I don't really care what I'm doing when I'm not at the house. It can be dinner with a friend. It can be getting my nails done. I have gone to Starbucks with a book and just sat, mm-hmm. you know, and read a book at Starbucks. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's, that's what it is. Just kind of knowing that a break is coming, having scheduled time out of the house. Yes. Yeah. It's great. And I've, I don't know if your kids do this, but if I know that I'm going to get out as soon as Mark gets home, sometimes my kids ramp it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. So I don't feel bad. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, good. Bye. Y'all have fun. So, but it, it sounds like, so Kevin is very supportive of yes. being there for you um, and making sure that you have that time away. That's yes. great. I think a husband that can see that his wife is going, uh, is about to blow. And is very helpful yes. <laughs> and insightful husbands are wonderful the conference I went to this weekend everybody was like well how did you get away I was like um, I left I got in my car and I drove yes. that's how I got away because my husband knows how to take care of his children yes. his. So not and a I think dad. as women too I think well, and as mothers I think we feel guilty mm-hmm. about the leaving or, or taking time for yourself and doing things for yourself so that is yeah. what I'm when I say I'm kind of learning I feel like that is one of the things that I'm learning is that like it doesn't make me a bad mom it makes you such a better mom yes when you can get away you can get a book you can get your bible study and you can spend time with the lord or spend time with a friend yes. who is just there to listen that's very important i'm yeah. very big on having friendships and people in your life that you can just go out and hang out with yes so yes very good all right rebecca thank you so much for joining me thank you you're for like having me. my first guest <laughs> and i'm I super so excited <laughs> I can't wait to um, continue this journey. Apparently, I need to make sure we have tissues in the room because now we have sniffling noses. <laughs> but um, I do really appreciate it. I appreciate Kevin and your kids playing with my kids right now. Y'all can't hear them, but they're all right outside the door yes. having a blast, which is really fun. Too. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to check out our blog for resources from today's podcast, bunchofcharacters.com. We look forward to sharing more stories on Welcome to Holland. If you or someone you know would like to share a story, please feel free to contact me at hollandtourist at bunchofcharacters.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast too. May God bless you as you continue to live your story.